Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Tuesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Put on the armor, grab the sword. Metaphorically speaking, of course, got to be careful, Buck. Headline, media matters. Clay Travis tells everyone to get their swords and put on their armor to go go to battle. More charges coming. We're going to break all this down for you. Julie Kelly going to join us in the second uh, hour. Chris Rufo in the third. Against Trump. <laughs> we yes. Should, yes. Well, not against us yet. Yeah. Um, but I feel like uh, everyone is going keep, to. Keep but, doing the show. It, keep defending Trump. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't be surprised at any moment if the FBI knocks on my door. I'm going to be honest with you. And I don't think anybody who's been uh, outspoken defending Trump would be uh, surprised if anybody knocked on their door uh, from the federal government based on how things are going. Okay, just for people out there, this is breaking news. I want to read from the statement that Trump put up on Truth Social. I know sometimes this is difficult to keep tabs on, so let me just give you the backstory here. We've got charges in New York City that are completely bogus. We've got charges that I believe are increasingly bogus uh, in South Florida as more and more evidence around the documents uh, handling aspect of these charges comes out. State charges in New York City, that is the New York state government is prosecuting. Federal government charges, Joe Biden's Department of Justice in the South Florida area, Miami area charges. Uh, and now reports are, and we told you this was likely to happen, in fact we told you it was going to happen, There are going to be, it appears, federal charges brought against Donald Trump in Washington, D.C., associated with January 6th, a date that Democrats refuse to allow to pass. Um, And here is what Trump uh, put out this morning. Wow. On Sunday night, while I'm just going to read the whole thing uh, for everybody out there just to contextualize it further, then Buck and I will react, tell you what we think is significant about this. Uh, Here is a statement by Donald Trump. Wow. On Sunday night, while I was with my family, having just arrived from the Turning Point event in Florida, where I won the straw poll against all other Republican candidates with 85.7%, 
with all polls showing me leading in the Republican primary by very substantial numbers, almost everyone predicting that I will be the Republican nominee for president. And I, as, as I am leading Democrat Joe Biden in the polls by a lot, horrifying news, all capital for our country, was given to me by my attorneys. Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter, again it was Sunday night, exclamation point, stating that I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment. So now Joe Biden's attorney general, Merrick Garland, who I turned down for the United States Supreme Court, in retrospect, based on his corrupt and unethical actions, a very wise decision, together with Joe Biden's Department of Injustice, have effectively issued a third indictment and arrest of Joe Biden's, all caps, number one political opponent, who is largely dominating him in the race for presidency. Nothing like this has ever happened in our country before or even close. They illegally spied on my campaign, attacked me with a totally fake dossier that was funded by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the DNC, impeached me twice, I won, they failed on the Mueller witch hunt, no collusion. They failed on Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, the 51 intelligence agents fraud, the FBI Twitter files, the DOJ Facebook censorship, and every other scam imaginable. But on top of all that, they have now effectively indicted me three times. The DOJ staffed and runs the DA's office in Manhattan with a probable fourth coming from Atlanta where the DOJ are in strict and possibly illegal coordination with the district attorney whose record on murder and other violent crime is abysmal. All caps. This witch hunt is all about election interference and a complete and total political weaponization of law enforcement. It's a very sad and dark period for our nation. All right. That is President Trump's statement on Truth Social. Buck, uh, I asked the question, you can go vote in this poll question, with imminent federal charges yet again, likely, and as we have told you on this program, charges in Atlanta, Georgia state law charges, uh, very likely as well. So you've got New York, you've got Georgia, you've got Washington, D.C. federal, and then in Miami area, South Florida federal charges. What impact, if any, let's start here, do you think this has on the Republican nominating race, the primary race? The 50% that are already in for Trump, if they could vote for him 10 times now, I think they would. And the question uh, that I think is outstanding is, do you start to see people who just view this as it's an all-hands-on-deck situation that's about even more than this one presidential contest, in a sense, and therefore standing with Trump is the only way to stand against the machinery of Democrat destruction and authoritarianism in this case. It's TBD uh, on that second part. Uh, I think it's very possible that we've already seen a rallying. Like, this is not unexpected. Right? We, we have, and, and, and just as a reminder, we told everybody that the first federal indictment was coming, yep. and we were so early on that people were saying, why are you assuming the federal indictment yes. because it was coming? Now we know, everyone knows, I think there's another one that will be hitting here in just a matter of days. Trump is going to surrender himself again. We've already seen this process. So the rally to Trump effect of the indictment, we may have already largely seen that in terms of the polls. I don't know. Maybe there are more people who are going to come along. There's the possibility some people will take the uh, and you see Nikki Haley threw this out there today, you know, with the 
more or less, we don't have to do this, everybody. You know, maybe this isn't our problem. I don't think that's going to resonate very much with the GOP base. Uh, Nikki Haley is not resonating very much with the GOP base. Um, but I think that what this is also a reminder of is the the plan here is being executed to the maximum by the Democrats, which was yes. a series of escalating. Notice the way this has gone. Escalating indictments. It's, in effect, an incrementalization of lawfare against Trump. It is the proverbial frog in the boiling pot, the water getting hotter and hotter. This is the one, meaning this Jack Smith indictment about the insurrection. You have to say it like that, Clay. Just say that's yes. uh, you're, you can only say it like you're having a panic attack. <laughs> if you say that it was a riot where the only per you know, if you say that it was a riot, you're you're uh, you're a bad person. It's an insurrection. This is terrify you when you say. You it also out loud. have to say it as if you don't have testicles, right? Because that's the way the Democrats, uh, especially the men who support the Democrat Party, basically in their mind, that's what they sound like all the time. So here we are now with the final. This is a. Uh, this is the what the, uh, the the coup de grace political moment. This is the uh, the you know the the finish off the Trump campaign approach, where they they want to put him in prison, and, and this is what I've been saying for the rest of his life. Um, yeah, if they can, but the, the, yeah. just the fact that they truly, you know, we can look at politics in the past and and say that there was some sense of. Come on, do we really want to lock up our political opponents? I'm not saying it, you know, there weren't people who argued for it, but there was a little bit more of a bipartisan awareness of where this goes. This is the descent into political chaos and, you know, destruction of what binds us together as a society if this continues on. This is very serious stuff. And what happens if they really do? Now, you, we, we, we talked about with Florida. That they're going to delay, and that that's the yeah. tactic from the Trump team. The lawyer in the Trump case, Eileen Cannon, from everything we've seen so far, first of all, she's a Trump appointee, right? Second of all, the judge, the, the judge ju- in South I'm, I'm sorry, the judge, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, the judge is a Trump appointee. And, uh, you know, he's probably going to get, it's not up to the judge where the, the, the charges are brought, but he's probably going to get something approximating fair process not in terms of the prosecution that's unfair but i think there's a realistic chance that he's gonna we've talked about this he's gonna be okay in florida this jack smith imminent indictment hasn't happened yet but now it is a 95 percent certainty this is going to go down and it's going to go down soon right right higher i think it's oh oh, higher i thought he's giving me a thumbs up like i agree with you buck okay 99 percent certainty yeah 99.9 he's like raise those betting odds son uh, so this is going to be a D.C. judge, which means it's overwhelmingly the likelihood it's going to be somebody who thinks Trump is basically Hitler. It's going to be a D.C. jury, which is the same thing with the jury pool. And they're they're ready to go the distance on this one. This is the one where they think and I think they have to, in their minds, go with the top count. I mean, the, the counts that are possible, Clay. Um, based on everything we've seen so far, obstruction of, of an official proceeding, which sounds like, you know, slowing down the floats at the parade or something. But if you did this on January 6th, oh, my gosh, you know, years in prison. Yeah. And that's what they nailed everybody with. But it was obstruction of an official proceeding, possible defrauding of the government based on Atlanta and how Atlanta is going to play into this is interesting, remains to be seen. 
But the top count could be incitement to insurrection. And that's, I think they have to bring that count. Like, why bring this case unless they bring that count, even if they only think they're going to get Trump on the lesser counts, which would be enough to lock him up for years? I think they're going all the way. There are so many angles to this, Buck. So many angles. But as we are discussing, and we're going to spend, I would imagine, much of today's show talking about the potential ramifications here, let's start here. To me, the biggest question, I I, I would be stunned beyond belief if I'm saying 99.9% chance that they're bringing federal charges against Trump for January 6th. So we're taking the next step. What's the timing on this? This is what I've kept hammering. Same thing with New York State. Same thing with South Florida. Because this one, there's going to be a conviction. That they will convict Donald Trump in the D.C. kangaroo court where, what was the math, 95% of uh, people in D.C. voted against Trump? Yeah, but but the timing of this, yeah, it's it's 95% plus D.C. So when is the trial? That's the question. Right, but... If you get it, if you get an anti-Trump judge, Clay, you know, there's only, you know, the motions, the judge can say, no, 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 here's the trial date. That's it. So the the delay strategy only has a prayer of working if you have a judge who isn't in on the lawfare against Trump and going to that D.C. uh, pool. I mean, keep in mind, everybody, one of the judges overseeing, we're going to have Julie Kelly joining the second hour. We have to give her credit. What did she say? Um, well, I'm trying to think of the first time she said this. 110 uh, percent that he was going to be I'm indicted. Just trying to remember when, but she said 110 yeah. percent chance he was going to be indicted and indicted on this, on the J6 stuff. So she's been right. She saw it coming. We're going to have her on in the second hour. Talk to her about just all of this. But one of the judges in the J with the J6 defendants approved the effectively indefinite detention pre-trial of nonviolent J6 protesters under the pretext that if they were released from prison after they had been bankrupted, fired from their jobs, essentially ostracized from the American community because, oh my gosh, the insurrection, um, the judge said that if they were released, they'd do another insurrection. And just to give everyone a sense of how delusional Crazy. and partisan some of these D.C. Circuit judges are, so if Trump gets that judge, Clay... This trial's go- this trial's happening right in the thick of the uh well this is the only thing do they want to wait until Trump wins the primary Now 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 you have to get to the what is the most I think with the DC tell me if you agree with the DC charges coming and the judge and the way that system's going to play out we have to think of what is the most politically underhanded and nefarious timeline possible given this election, and that's what's going to happen. They want to. Try, I think they want to try him. I'll tell uh, Let's well, tease. Well, they want to I'll try him, but do they want to do it during the primary? No, no, I'll or, tell you exactly okay. when I think that. Like, that's, I'm teasing it. This is I'll what tell we call a tease it. in the business. Yes. This is a heck I, of a tease. I like it. All right, let's talk about Tunnel to Towers for a second. This is an incredible organization that Clay and I are honored to partner with here on the show. Look, on 9-11, 2,977 people lost their lives, and today, 9-11-related illnesses continue to take lives. Yet a whole generation knows little to nothing about our nation's darkest day, which happened over 20 years ago. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is righting this wrong by educating kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about 9-11. 
Their nonfiction first-person accounts are told through videos and a book series. These accounts are moving and unparalleled. Kids are, kids are not going to forget about these true stories. The Institute offers full curriculum units with scripted social studies lessons, activities, and background for teachers. There's a speakers bureau for classrooms with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. Tunnel to Towers has also built a mobile exhibit, a tractor trailer, that's an interactive museum with 9-11 artifacts. To never forget, we must educate future generations. Let's help our nation honor its vow. We donate, Clay and I, every month to Tunnel to Towers. Please join us. Support all the good that they do. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. On the front lines of truth. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we left you with a cliffhanger there, which was, what is, to Clay's mind and to mine, I'll let, I'll let Clay take the first swing at this one. He has the first at bat. <laughs> um, that what is the most nefarious timeline possible politically for this weaponized prosecution of Donald Trump between now and Election Day 2024? Clay, what have you got? I think they will try him in, in June. Uh, is June of 24. 
So if you look right now, the state charges are scheduled, I believe, Buck, for March. That is state of New York charges. Um, I think that they will try. I think one reason they're bringing the charges this soon is they diabolically believe this. I'm, I'm telling you what they believe, not what I believe, what they believe. They think that charging Trump guarantees that Trump, this is the Democrats, will be the nominee for the Republican Party in 24. They've done all the math. They've looked at everything. I think they see the rally around Trump impact guaranteeing that he will be the nominee in 24. They want to run against Trump because they believe that Biden or whoever the Democrat standard bearer is, the nominee, will beat Trump because they will argue that he is a unique threat to democracy. I think they want him on trial, Buck. In June of 2024, they want him convicted felon before people can go start to cast their votes, which would mean he would be charged with a crime uh, and convicted yeah. by by you know September in the D.C. So I, I think that's I, my that's my belief. I think I I, I co-sign that because I do think I think we have to start from the premise of what is the most politically damaging. It's not about due process, folks. It's the opposite yeah. of due process. It's a some other thing process that I can't say. That's uh, a couple of letters that I'm not going to say on the air. They're trying to screw Trump over, right? We know yep. this. So in that framework, what is the most damaging for Trump in the general? And also, what does this mean? And I do think this makes it very hard for other primary candidates in the Republican Party to just even get attention. That's right. It is it's it is unfair to them in some way, right? I mean, totally. there's much bigger unfairness here of under, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're if you're Vivek or you're uh, Tim Scott or DeSantis, you're sitting there going, so now the news cycle is just guaranteed to be nothing but Trump for the next, you know, God knows how many months. Think about this, Buck. The DeSantis team set up specifically their interview with Jake Tapper for today. It's all going to be about Trump. I all know. of it. It's uh, well, we'll see how that goes. Innovation refunds, my friends, they've helped thousands of small businesses with their ERC tax refunds. ERC stands for Employee Retention Credit. That's the IRS-administered plan for small businesses that survived the pandemic. If you own a business with five or more employees, you could have money waiting to be claimed. The ERC is a tax credit, not a loan. It's designed to let eligible business owners direct the refund money into anything the business needs to grow. If you qualify, Innovation Refund's team of independent tax attorneys will help file your small business's ERC tax refund. Uh, you could receive mo- uh, tax return, rather. You could receive money that you can use to improve your business however you see fit. Go to innovationrefunds.com to see if you qualify. There's no upfront charge, and they don't get paid unless you get paid. You can call them as well. Go to 1-843-REFUNDS. Call them at 1-843-REFUNDS or go to innovationrefunds.com. That's innovationrefunds.com. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Okay, so we've laid out what we think the timing may be. Again, for those of you just hopping in your cars, just starting to hang out with us, you should subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment. Trump lets us know that federal charges are coming relating to January 6th in the Washington, D.C. forum. And for everybody out there, it's important to note the distinction with South Florida, where I actually think Trump could get a fair trial, relatively speaking. 
uh, where the jury is basically going to be 50% Trump, 50% non-Trump, which effectively is the country. In uh, D.C., and we'll talk with Julie Kelly in the next hour because she's been following all these January 6th cases. Basically, if you are a Republican defendant in Washington, D.C., you are found guilty. I think I'm correct, Buck, that no one has beaten January 6th charges in front of any D.C. jury. Every single one of them has been found guilty. Now, they may have beaten some charges, but every defendant has been found guilty. So this is the we're going to stamp Trump with the badge of felon case. This is the one they're really going to try to get him and put him in prison with. Much more so than whatever happens in uh, New York State. Much more so than whatever happens in Georgia, in the Atlanta area. And I think much more so than whatever happens in South Florida. So, the question here is, we talked yesterday, Buck. I came on, I said, look, Trump's established such a big lead I don't see how anybody can catch him. Can I? And I said that crazy things happen, Clay. Like I right. don't even know what. And I'm not pretending like I know what the crazy things are. But let's just keep in mind, even though we've been expecting this indictment, this is just the beginning of the crazy. I mean, the 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 unknown unknowns in Rumsfeldian speak are profound in this election, just because of all the disruption and also the the transgression that the Democrats have already had. I mean, they've crossed the Rubicon so many times, they're going to have to change the name of the river. (laughs) So it might as well be the Potomac, uh, because uh, they're they're crossing the Potomac all the time. All right, so here's the deal. Some of our listeners will probably disagree with this thesis. I'm curious if you would agree, Buck. I believe they are charging Trump with all of these charges because they want him to be the nominee. Democrats want to run against Trump. If they could go pick, it's like trial by combat. You and I are big Game of Thrones fans. Democrats are saying, we want Trump in that arena. We believe we'll beat him. Some of our listeners believe that they are terrified of Trump and that that is the reason why these charges are being brought because they're trying to keep him from being the nominee and being able to run. I think Democrats are making a calculated decision here. First of all, this is all politics, as we know, that this makes Trump more likely to be the nominee for Republicans while simultaneously weakening him in a general election because they know they've done all the math uh, and the and the analysis. Do you buy into that, that this goal is to make him the nominee They want him to be in that trial by combat. They want him to be the Republican going up against the Democrat. Yes, but I would add to it that they, and I was at CNN on air in the green rooms, they wanted him to be the nominee in 2016. Correct. So... Let uh, we're not we're, what this you is, wish for. This is sitting on the other side of the chessboard from the Democrat left apparatus view. Now that doesn't mean it's correct, and so it's fine, or, or rather, it's it's totally consistent for somebody to argue. Yeah, even if they want Trump and they think this means they'll definitely beat him, this also goes to. So I agree with that. I think Democrats do want it to be Trump. That doesn't mean that Trump can't win or that they're right. But I do think that they, because I'll tell you this, 
I know. De- I mean, that's funny. I speak with Democrats like people from some foreign country. I grew up in New York yeah. City. I know a lot of Democrats. All right. They all think without exception that it was a totally, you know, it was a free and fair election in 2020. Democrats, because they have that viewpoint, think, of course, we're going to win again in 2024. Whatever election you win is always free and fair. Exactly. Whatever exactly. election you right. lose so, is always riven with with uh, so with with uh, insecurity. All and, the and all the stuff that we get on the right about, oh, but it was rigged. And we say, yeah, there was all the stuff that they did. Yeah, there was all of the rigging put into the last election. The Democrats don't view it that way. And if anything, right. the particularly nefarious Democrats who go, oh yeah, we rigged the system, they're confident they'll be able to do it. Again, this time, in fact, what bigger rig job could you possibly imagine than the federal indictment for insurrection to overthrow the government of your opponent? You know what I mean? Like, so, so their, their confidence is very high against Trump. The Democrat confidence and very, again, I'm not saying and Clay is not saying they are right. They 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 were ninety seven percent sure he was going to beat Hillary. But if you're just looking at the way the Democrats view this, because let, let me let me reverse engineer this for a second. If Democrats believed that this was going to not only make Trump the nominee, but that he would then, because of the rally to Trump effect, be able to defeat decrepit old Biden, would Merrick they Garland allow it. this? They wouldn't do no. it, folks. They wouldn't do it. These people are obsessed with power. That is all that matters. They are obsessed with their team winning. They will scorch earth the Constitution. Nothing else matters. So when you look at it that way, Clay, I mean, it's pretty clear to me that that's, that's their play. The question is, you know, remember in, uh, remember in Braveheart when, uh, William Wallace, you know, hands himself in and then he doesn't hand himself in, you know, runs through the ambush, so to speak. Sometimes you think you've got somebody and you don't you don't got them. Here's also Buck uh, uh, building off of that. If you truly thought Trump was a unique threat to democracy, the likes of which our country has never faced, would you let him into the final matter, the final uh, election? This is what ultimately to me proves that the Democrat argument that Trump is Hitler is actually BS. Because if you really thought, right, if you really truly believed that Trump was Adolf Hitler, the last thing you would do is put him into the squared circle, into the octagon, to take on this uh, this uh, competitor, whoever the Democrat's going to be. And Buck, building on that, this is the exact same thing they did in 2022. They claim that MAGA Republicans are going to destroy the country, and then what did they do? They actually, Democrats did, got involved in Republican primaries and tried to select the Trumpiest candidates in uh, swing states and swing districts to try to put those people into the race so that their candidate would have a better chance of winning. This is akin in some ways, and I don't know if they'd ever do it, But this is like them spending money to try to make Trump the nominee. you got to be careful what you wish for, because they thought in 16 there's no way we could lose, and it could be that independents rally around Trump as they see this for what it is, an incredibly dangerous political maneuver. But that's all this is. That's the wild card here. You know, how does this play with independents in the key states? Because the demographics and the voting patterns in this country – 
haven't changed so much since 2020 that we're going to see, you know, California is not going to be a swing state, right? Like we know where it's going to matter. How do those voters, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, you saw Kemp had some, Kemp said, yeah, we'll back some of those any Republican this hour or this, this show, you know, uh, which I thought was interesting, uh, including he will back Trump, which I think shows that the guy is, you know, putting country before the personal feud. Um, but let's get to some of this. 800-282-2882. What do you think about this? I mean, do you agree with what the Democrat strategy is uh, or do you see it differently? Let's take some calls when we come back, and we'll have Julie Kelly coming up the top of the next hour on how she sees all of this, because we can play a clip for you. We will maybe we come back. She saw it a over, oh, well, almost exactly a year ago, Clay. A year yep. ago, said this was coming. Are you on a fixed income? You deserve an investment that delivers consistent returns without compromising your financial security. At Phoenix Capital Group, we offer high-yield corporate bonds with returns of 9 to 12% annual interest that pays out monthly. With 2,000-plus satisfied investors paid on time every time, Phoenix Capital Group is giving investors a new high-yield option investing in domestic energy assets. Start earning these high yields and learn more about multiple offerings today at phxonair.com. Learn more by downloading the B-Free Investment Packet today at phxonair.com. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 12% annual interest. Download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Investment in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it. You should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. 
And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. It's quite a day in the news cycle. Let's get into some of these calls straight away. Trump facing imminent indictment, likely for insurrection charges related to January 6th. Tom in Cincinnati, Ohio. Tom, what's going on? How you doing, guys? Great. Good. Good. Hey, uh, I just wanted to touch base with, I'm not sure, I think, Buck, you're the one that keeps equating where Trump was in 2015 in July to today in 2023. Tom, can I just stop you there? Actually, I'm not equating. yesterday. I said that Trump took the lead in July of 2015 and never gave it up en route to winning the nomination. That's what I said. Is that what you're referring to? Because the thing that I've said is. They thought they'd beat Trump in 2016, so even if they think they'll beat him now, they could be wrong. But yeah, it's massive. Seven years have passed. It's a massively different political environment. And that's my whole point. That's what I was trying to get get at, is that, that he's a known quantity now where then he was not a known. I don't think they, I know they didn't think they could beat, that he could beat, or he was never going to beat Hillary, but he did. But now there's seven years of everybody knowing who Trump is. I voted for him twice. Uh, I'll vote for him again if it's him and Biden, but I'm not sure that he is the is is the one. And I just think that the the, equa- the equation between 15 and 23. But is Tom, so can irrelevant. we can we just He's be specific? A- it's not equating the it's not equating the political environments. It's taking one component of it, which is they thought they would win and they were wrong. They could now think they will win and also be wrong. I'm not saying one way or the other if that's the case. Do you see? Do you see the difference? Like, okay, like you could say that. there's a you could say that you think there's a hundred percent chance Trump is gonna is gonna lose and you agree with the Democrats. I'm just saying they're they've assumed they would beat him before and been wrong. Now they've also been right as they were in 2020. So uh, we'll see. Let's get Vinny in New Jersey. Vinny, what have you got for us? Vinny. Hey. Hey, how you doing? We're good. Uh, I wanted to get right into my point is that this is not a political move. This is a indictment of of Trump is going to be for insurrection, and they're going to try to keep him behind bars. I think they're going to not let him get bail. They're going to fight for it. And it's, it's disgusting that this country has gone so far that they could do these things. So it's not I agree with you 100%, Vinny. But the reason why I would say it's a political move is because if it actually helped Trump, they wouldn't charge him. They're looking at the end game of how do we stay in power. Their calculus, and to Buck's point, their calculus was, oh, it's going to help us in 16. You can be wrong, right? You could go pick, take it a sports analogy. Imagine if you got to pick who you played in the Super Bowl. If you went and picked the worst team in the NFL, you'd be like, man, we're definitely going to win this Super Bowl. You still might lose 10% of the time, right? That's what they're doing. The question is, how does this play with people who are persuadable? Yeah, look, they're going to decide the election. So, you know, in World War I, 
I, I find World War One to be a fascinating period. There was the the Schlieffen plan, where they thought, and it was all very precise, how they were going to move, how they're going to move German troops, how they get everything going. They thought they'd be able to defeat one and then turn and fight the other, right? Yep. So um, that didn't work out. It was close, but it didn't work out, in part because of the British getting involved early and, and landing and holding some land in Flanders. But the point is, it's like we're describing the Schlieffen plan here. This is what they think they'll be able to do. This is their bet, the Democrats' bet. Yes. It's not to and, say the Schlieffen plan didn't work out. It was close. It had some you know, brilliant and nefarious German minds behind it in the First World War, but that was the plan. The way to go to the essence of this, Buck, is what, what you said, and I think everybody out there just think about it. If Democrats thought charging Trump made him a better candidate, they wouldn't charge him, right? They are making the decision, calculated, that they can yes. pick Trump, that it, that it rallies the Republican base of support for Trump, makes him the nominee, makes him stronger to be the nominee in the Republican primary, weakens him in the general. That's yeah. their strategy. This is not about saving democracy, because if they really cared about saving democracy, let the people you decide. Would never, you never put Hitler in the in the in the race, right? You would never say if they really thought Trump was Hitler. You would never say, okay, we're going to have a, a runoff to decide who's the ruler. On one side is Hitler, on the other side is truth, justice, and the American way, right? You never put Hitler in the ring well, if I you mean, really thought it. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I also feel like, why won't they just let the American people decide this one? Like, it because shouldn't be up to them. Because like they if they, they think he's Hitler, I, I mean, I actually think this gets a little, if they think he's Hitler then what they're doing is justified in their minds because they're taking him off the chessboard. That's the whole point, but, right? But my thing is they aren't taking him off the chessboard. Oh, no, I think they think they are. They're putting him in the final race, right? If but if they really get a guilty th- conviction, they're locking him up in prison. How but much they're more? Not could- gonna a, they're not going to put him in prison, I don't think. Whoa. I don't think there's any way. Hold on. There's any way that Trump is in prison before the election. There is a 0% chance, that, in my opinion, that he is in prison before the election. I mean, if they charge him in June of next year, why? I mean, the, the trial is because not gonna... the, the I I don't believe they would be able. And again, we can get um a, you know a, a more esteemed criminal like Steve Bannon is convicted and out on appeal in the D.C. Circuit. Right? He was convicted of a felony. There's no way, in my opinion, that they put him in prison immediately. There would be appeals. Now he could be a convicted felon. But the idea that they would take him away in cuffs and put him in prison, he'd have to get sentenced. Like I don't he know. would not. I, I'm not. I think as, I'm not nearly as confident change. as you are. Just because Clay, if he's convicted, he's convicted of insurrection. He's not convicted of raising money for a wall somewhere that didn't get built. Do uh, you think a judge is going to be like, yeah, let's let you go and hang while we figure out what happens on appeal? If he's convicted, I, he's going to prison. Well, there'd be a sentencing, right? Like, and a, the judge a, will a, sentence him to prison. Not immediately, I don't think. I mean, Elizabeth Holmes was convicted of uh, spent Again, two years on the charge is trying to overthrow the United States government. I get it. Clay, it's not you know stealing money from people that thought they were going to have a blood test. That was a new technology. There like, aren't a lot of it, uh, analogies here. It's still a political charge. I don't think there's any way that they would put him in prison 
Okay, write it down. Put it All on right. the board, I, I the mean, prediction board. If, if they find him guilty, they're they're throwing him in prison. I'm telling you. I mean, that's I don't see how they get around that at all. So it's I don't think it's a criminal offense where you get walked out, found guilty, and immediately go to prison. I, I think I think calling for violent insurrection of the United States government, which is not what he did, but if they actually convicted him on this clay, I I, I think they're locking him up, buddy. I, I don't see how they get around. I don't that. think so. We'll see. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.